Welcome back to Elevated Inspiration for Sunday School. Hey, we're in lesson eight. This lesson is being taught on October the 23rd, 2022. Uh, we're still in the book of Acts. However, this chapter is a continuation of chapter eight. Um, like I said, um, we're still in our Cogent Legacy series. So let's get started and see what's in store for us. But first, what I want you to do is I want you, want you to think about some individuals, this question here, some individuals seem to conduct ministry primarily for fame and fortune. So what are some signs of authenticity or insincerity you can identify in these individuals? So I want you to think about that as we go through this lesson, okay? All right. All right, so my first outline is introducing Simon the Sorcerer is our first outline. Now, today's scripture is a continuation, like I said earlier, from Ike State's chapter. You remember after Stephen is stoned to death, they actually, um, the believers were scattered and they went everywhere. One unique believer was just like Stephen was one of the deacons is Philip. So if you continue to read in the eighth chapter, you'll notice that Philip goes into Samaria. And there he preached the gospel in Samaria. Uh, and he also performed miracles, signs and wonders, just like Stephen did. So we are at verse 9. And I want you to look at verse 9. It says, and there was a certain man called Simon. Okay, so we have here Simon the sorcerer. Simon is, it says, he's in this city where Philip is preaching. He used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria. Giving out himself was some great one. Okay, I really want to emphasize that. Let me see, can I get to that? Yeah that he emphasized that he was some great one and to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying, this man is the great power of God. And that's Simon now. Everybody think he's somebody. He's a man of God. He has great power. And then verse 11 says, and to him they had regard because of the long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. So he's using um, uh, magic. He using um, uh, the the uh, the occults. Um, so he is using a scheme to get people to believe him. Okay. So I want you to think about this: the difference between miracles and magic. Miracles they point to God, while magic manipulates and points away from God. But remember now, faith comes through hearing the word, not through seeing miracles. And you're going to see that in a, in a few minutes. So our next outline is many turn to Christ. We're looking at verses 12 and 13 in the eighth chapter. So Philip is there. It says, and when they believe Philip's preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So we have the Samaritans. That's who he's preaching to. They believe in Simon because of his magic, and he had great following. But they had no faith in Simon. 
Rather, their belief was predicated on his magical abilities. But the preaching of Philip, you see, the preaching of Philip led them towards Jesus Christ. And they believed the preaching, even though he did, Philip did miracles, but it's the preaching that led them to believe in the miracles that Philip was doing. So they were baptized, both men and women. What's interesting is verse 13, Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and the wonders beholding miracles and signs which was done. So we're seeing Simon is hanging around Philip. He's seeing the wonders and the miracles. He too were baptized. So he's in the crowd just like everyone else. And now we're going to look at verses 14 through 17, the Samaritan believers received the Holy Ghost. Because we have the apostles. Remember now, last week's lesson, everybody was scattered abroad except the 12 apostles who stayed in Jerusalem. And when the apostles hear what's happening in Samaria, notice verse 14, and when the apostles which were in Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Notice what they did. They sent Peter and John, who when they were come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And for as yet it has not fallen on them because they only were baptized in the name of Jesus. In verse 17, when they laid their hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. Okay. Now, one thing I want you to notice here, that the church sent Peter and, and, and John. They sent Peter and John because of their authoritative role in the church. And they sent them there to show the equalness between the Jews. So when they get there, they lay their hands on the people and the same thing that happened in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost happened here in Samaria. Now remember now, when Jesus met the lady at the well, there's always disagreement between the Samaritans, even though they were half Jews, but they worship and they were descendants of Abraham and they worship God and they believed that the Messiah was coming. So this is just fulfilling what Jesus had laid the groundwork in Samaria because he said, I must go through Samaria. I like that part, linking those two together. So, but let's go back to this. The laying on the hands of Peter and John and the receipt of the Holy Ghost by the Samaritan, what it did, it brought a critical breakdown of the religious and the racial barriers. See, Philip had already baptized the believing Samaritan, thus they were already saved, but the apostle now witnessed the inclusiveness of the Samaritans, the Samaritan church. They saw that God was giving the Samaritan the exact same gift of the Holy Spirit that he get, had given to the apostles and disciples in Jerusalem. So it's identical the same thing. There's no separation. There's no separation at this point between the Samaritans and the Jews. And I want to emphasize this right here. There's no separation between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Because there's always been separation since that divine back in the Old Testament. And what we have now, the Holy Ghost has come upon them and is bringing unity to all of the Jews. I want to emphasize that. Okay, the next outline is Simon attempts 
to buy the power of the Holy Spirit. I like this part here. Okay, so what we have here is when Simon saw this, with the laying hands on the apostles and the Holy Ghost coming, notice what it says, he offered them money. He said, give me this power that whosoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter said to him, now look, I, I highlight this in green. Thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God might be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent now and pray to God if perhaps though thine heart may be forgiven thee. I like verse 23. Peter is saying, I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. I like that. <laughs> and if you notice in verse 24, Simon answered and said, pray ye for the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken come upon me. <laughs> you know, so what is my takeaway from this? My takeaway is this. Simon wanted to impress people with more magical powers, but he liked the understanding that the gift of the Holy Ghost is freely given to all who believe. Yet he was baptized. He was a believer, but he liked the knowledge that you cannot buy God. Instead of Simon praying to God in deep repentance, notice what he did. He asked Peter to pray that the punishment of his sin would not fall upon him. So in other words, Simon was not sorry for his sins. He just wanted to get off the hook of the punishment. How many of us, we do things wrong and we think we can come to church and pay our way? <laughs> I just had to say that. So what is my lesson learned from this? My lesson learned is this. Since Simon the sorcerer was about himself, when Simon witnessed the apostles laying their hands on people as they received the Holy Spirit, it seemed like some very powerful religious magic. His lack of knowledge and his focus only on himself created the gall of bitterness. Taking this example to heart, I must refrain from self-interest, arrogance, particularly in ministry, and focus on what is the best interest of the kingdom. I got to take self out of the picture. That's hard to do at times, but it's necessary. So my thought to remember is one cannot buy or sell the Holy Spirit. We cannot buy God and we can't sell it. We cannot buy these spiritual things, nor can we sell it. Mm. So let's take a few moments in reflection. The key verse was, and when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hand, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. I hope you get a chance to read my blog that I write about Simon. Because 
I start off by saying life is challenging. And throughout life, when things happen to us, we want to try to figure out how I can fix it myself. Simon lost his power. Simon lost his audience. Let me say that. Simon lost the great the greatness of who I am. Simon was so focused on self that when he saw an opportunity that he can get into the ministry and still elevate self, he was doing it for the wrong reason. And we in turn must realize that we cannot do spiritual things for reason to get money. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive us for the times when we have selfishly, selfish motives in doing things in your kingdom. You desire truth in our inward parts and that we do nothing out of ambition or conceit. Purify our hearts. Help us to follow you and your plan for our lives and glorify you on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.